first. Okay. This, I, this feels like the start of a Formula One race. We're like three, two, one, go. <laughs> you know, I actually I love it when, when podcasts actually do like a cold opening where they literally they, they they hit the recording button right as you're about to go live, and then we're like, oh, by the way, the camera cut in. Oh, surprise! You know, when they have a TV show and somebody's like, oh, there's a ring on the door. Or let's check and like, oh yeah, and the camera was already inside your house. Like, oh, how did you not expect that, right? <laughs> Those are the best uh, openings, though. Perfect. Hello and welcome, everybody, to Everyday Eternal number 151, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Hey, do, guys, where's Callum? I, I heard he's like actually partying on a burning boat in oh, yeah, uh, Slovenia, yeah. where and there's like a car, there's like a burning bike jumping over it or something. Oh, totally. Yeah. And all this while playing the bass guitar, uh, which is... This is crazy the, to me. <laughs> isn't that true? Like, like the, the the bass players are the coolest guys in every band. Oh, but that's like the the easiest instrument of a band, right? A bass. <laughs> is it? I thought because it only has four strings, man. Like, I thought singing was the easiest. Oh well, I guess yeah. I always sing in the shower. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, Kai and I we are here today. We we don't have Callum. Callum is uh, touring all around Europe. He's gonna be back for the next episode in August. But we basically got the next best thing. We we got Spanish Callum. <laughs> yeah, can you do like a very British accent, Inigo? By the way, say hello to Mr. Inigo Runcor Biamar. Uh, how hello. close can you get to a Callum? How's your like bloody British like? Poof. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm really bad at doing that. <laughs> no, no, I think that was British enough, I think. So, <laughs> okay. that, was, that was way too British. That, like, that oh, was like more me. British excuse than yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just say, say, say anything with like a cup of tea or something, you know, and then oh, you're good. Can I ha- may I have a, cu- a cup of tea out of my painter of servant? <laughs> painter, painter of servant, I love it, love it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, for those um, who don't know, uh, you've been living under a rock because Inigo has been pretty much, I want to say, one of the most involved guys in, in the legacy scene over the last at least the last couple of years not only like in spain but uh even most prominently on magic online right you're, you're involved in so many projects there yeah i really like legacy <laughs> what can i say <laughs> <laughs> See, you know i love it when the guest is just like oh let me hear let me tell my life story you're like no seriously like let's let's make a chart i really love legacy that's that's yeah. what we're doing but no seriously tell, tell us like um uh, about you, you we, we've initially mostly known you for like your your work on apps and guess also the legacy data collection stuff but you, you do so much more well i yeah i started playing elves you know following you <laughs> many many years ago oh, bad choice. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no good choice actually but yeah later i, I got involved with uh, newton's community i got involved with data collection i started to you know go on the spanish legacy scene and looking out for tournaments and stuff and i found uh, you know I really, I really like the yeah, paper magic as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I can very much tell. Like, I've seen your paper. Like, holy shit! I think you're on the running for the pimpest legacy elf stack in the world. Is, do no, you, not, ever, not ever, even I, close. Wait, but, what do you mean, not even close? I'm missing the cradles, the jewels yeah, okay, of the crown. But other than that, other than that, it's pretty much done. <laughs> it's pretty much but, all fall Japanese. Like, hello. Oh, yeah. Like every time you see someone having like like foil uh, green sun zenith, like they're probably like damn serious about forests. Yeah, especially yeah. like I, I just love that you go so hard in on Japanese because that's these days that's like really hard, right? But there's this, I think the only other guy who's very much known for having like a foil Japanese tech is Brian's cook on like the the epic storm. Is, is, isn't that so? Mm, yeah, yeah. 
totally, I really yeah. like his style and um I I saw lately he went uh, to score chargers to foil some non-existing foil cards. That was awesome to see. Oh, the the lotus petals and the LEDs. Yeah, those were well. Holy wow. shit! I've seen those seriously. <laughs> yeah, like beyond anything that actually blew my mind. And I know how much that stuff costs because a friend of mine had that done. And um, yeah, that that blew my mind even more. Like, I, Kai, seriously, can you can you like transition into doing what Scorch does and like foiling non-foil stuff? Yeah, like this is like from outer space. I I don't, I don't even know like how that is even possible. So. Uh, Maybe. I mean, the guy, the guy even posts um, the process. I mean, maybe Scorch is from outer space, you know, that that could maybe explain <laughs> it. You know, may, maybe he's actually Jeff Bezos, and that's how he finances, like, all his, like, rocket operations and stuff. Oh, yeah, too. Oh, he has his own printing printing machine, maybe. Know. You know, <laughs> maybe that video he put on YouTube about how he does, like, the foil Japanese stuff on, like, non-foil, non-Japanese cards. It's, like, all fake. <laughs> and he literally that... just prints those cards with, like, an illegal print machine. He's like, yeah, guys, seriously, yeah, yeah, I spent, like... 25 hours on a single letter like yeah yeah believe me trust me <laughs> no but guys really he posts the process you can yeah, I've see seen uh, it i've seen it it's a, it's like super i don't know it is up from actual uh, outer space the process if you see it, it. i, I want to say it's like an actual like he's an artisan like this is yeah this yeah yeah when, when people are like oh this was like handmade in the middle ages and we still right. do it this way today that's how it feels like because he puts so much work oh totally that. yeah like i mean like you know that, because the task is like you know do something it's absolutely impossible and he just does that so yeah, yeah. so scorch <laughs> I, I hope your ad shout out was good enough so please don't <laughs> also also like a quick note i feel like as a um i lived in japan for eight years and i don't think i've, I've seen I don't think that um, a lot of Japanese people have actual like Japanese foil magic cards. Like I feel like every time oh, really? I go, I come to Europe or the United States, like more people um, have these yeah, Japanese foil cards because like Jap Japanese don't necessarily think that Japanese foil cards are that cool. You know, it's, it's like you having a Spanish foil card, I suppose. Which could but be Spanish cool. is still cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there are tiers to like different languages, but right, I think that very much right. depends on the country you live in, right? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I mean, there are there are also like a few cards that that are like where the card names are so ridiculous that you have to, <laughs> you need to buy them, right? Like like a, a good example is the um, the null rod in in, Fr uh, in French. That's like a baguette de cassation, for example, right? <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, like you, like you, you, that's like one of those cards you you, you have to buy that in, in French, right? Or like the wild Nacardle, which is like Valder Nacardle, and the list goes like on and on, but. Which I doesn't even like make sense. Like uh, for years, I didn't even understand why people found wild on the cattle so funny. Oh, it's so but, wild, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if, if you like if you're German, you don't even understand the joke until you're like, oh, if you like think about it in English, might oh, wild there and the cattle right, so far, far. Right. Okay, okay. I think I think the most recent uh, card that got a lot of attention is the German uh, Fury, which is uh, wood. <laughs> wood, wood, yeah. Wood. <laughs> try, try practicing your German with that. <laughs> wood, <laughs> wood haben Sie gesagt? Dude, okay. Yeah, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if the German uh, German foil theory is like a billion dollars. Might be. Might actually be. By the way, Inigo, we, we actually received a lot of questions from our Discord from you, and while we're on the topic of funny card names, actually, let's jump into that. That's more like a show ender, <laughs> but yeah, oh uh, who God. actually asked that? We got Stencil asking for its funniest uh, card names in Spanish, and I sent that to you, and you literally replied, oh, I let Julian do that. He knows more about that stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you are the, the trivia guy, right? Uh, kinda, right. kinda, yeah, but yeah, I need some some preparations. <laughs> but I, I got some cards. Um, it's funny because when you think about it, 
a card name can be funny to a native speaker, but not to like somebody who learns the language. And then it can be the other way around. It can be funny to like a foreign audience, but not to the native speaker. For example, um, I think the most common example would be Mir Sire. In Spanish, it's called Señor Mir. It's oh like, man, classy! It, yeah, it's it's it doesn't ring a bell. That's like yeah, but in, in Spanish, it's not really funny, right? It's just like like Señor Mir. Yeah, nothing. It's, it's not funny, right? But, no. but yeah, the thing is, to foreigner, it's funny because like we think of Señor just like as as Mister, but it also can mean Lord, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. Mr. Slipper. Yeah. <laughs> and, and either way, it, like it doesn't make sense anyway because like you guys know what Sire means, right? No. Like Sire is like when you when you when you father a child, like oh. as an animal. Like if you have like a bull and the bull is supposed to get the the cow pregnant, and like he does that many times, or even if he just does it once, like he's siring that child, that baby, whatever. So the the mere Sire is supposed to like. Like get a lot of mirrors pregnant, I guess, <laughs> which is like not Senor Mir. Uh, yeah. I actually looked up the Spanish word. The Spanish word is cemental. Yeah, does that make but more sense? That, yes, but that would be super weird to to have on a magic card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mirror sire is also like weird. <laughs> like weird on a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Shoutouts to uh, Sire of Insanity, Zuchttier des Wahnsinns in German. Just oh love that so much. So good, so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we got like fair word is called Adios, which also like okay, I mean that's literally what it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> uh, what else is okay? There's a couple of really bad ones that are only like plays on Senor, which is like yeah, we got, we got enough of those. Uh, Senor de los Bandidos op Goblin. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, Goblin cards are not that funny in Spanish, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one that actually makes like that really only makes sense if you speak Spanish, and that's not funny to English speakers. So there's a, car, a card called Grizzly Fate. And in Spanish it's called Destino Espantoso. And the O-O-S-O like is that's just like a hyphen, so Espant-O-S-O. So, oh, so it really drives the point home that's, that it's a play on words. Is, yeah. <laughs> so bad <laughs> it's so bad right because also like that it that's means like beer there. yeah <laughs> it, it, it's literally a play on word because in english it's also like a play on word right grizzly can be like technically the bear but also can yeah. mean like really bad like in and it, I, I just like how love how they translated it in german in german they translated it to grizzliges schicksal which literally doesn't make oh, any man. sense like oh, beyond man. anything no sense at all yeah. the guy who translated it was like I'm literally just gonna take the English word, try to make it a German word, and doesn't make any sense. Oh, they just put it in the Google uh, Google Translate. Google Translate. Yeah. I, I think you know it's probably it was probably one of those days. You know, it's a Friday, three p.m. Oh no, like five minutes before three p.m. afternoon. It's like you know you got five minutes. You, st you seriously gotta like uh, maybe translate fifty more cards. You know, you just gotta yeah. run it through Google. Yeah, <laughs> copy paste on Google Translate and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's also one Beerscape, uh, but I'm not so sure about that. Oh, Bearscape, not Beerscape. <laughs> Bearscape. And in Spanish, it's uh, pa 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 Paisajoso. Like Paisaje <laughs> and like also Paisajoso. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot of ones no, that's like a good, these. That's actually a good, a good translation. <laughs> you know how they translated it in German? They put no. zero effort into it. They just called it Beer, uh, Bear Valley. Bear and Tal. Oh, There's just yeah. like no play on words, no nothing. It's oh, just that like... was a, yeah, that was the same employee then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same employee, same day, <laughs> same AI. Uh, so, so, so two more. Like he, two more. My favorite is just literally drawing a card. It's just roba una carta. Like you're literally you're robbing a card. Robar yeah, right. is like robbing, right? 
Yeah, it's draw your cards. It's, right. it's not funny. <laughs> is is it really draw? Because like I even looked it up and it said like robar is like like robbing, stealing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but on on card games, robar is just draw the cards. It's it's right. not funny. <laughs> like, dude, like, <laughs> like like that was among that was that was among the the key sentences for me to um, to um, understand the difference between Italian and Spanish magic cards. Like when I was in Japan, I had to I had to teach a lot of the Japanese employees to um at Tokyo DG to you know to get the difference between like German, Spanish, Italian, and so on. And um, because the Italian, I think, is uh, Pesca, una, Pesca Una Carta. Fish yeah. Run I, Card I, or something? I, th I think, <laughs> yeah. And and like that was that was like the hardest thing because like a lot of, a lot of cards were kind of similar, um, like especially card types were kind of similar between Spanish and Italian, I think. Yeah, um, I can tell but, how Italian and Spanish are really similar for someone who doesn't know either. Right, yeah. So, uh, man... I wish I had like a few more examples, but um, yeah, there were there were like especially like card types were kind of kind of similar. Oh, you mentioned the little accent in Spanish, uh, tilde. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have that in in, in Italian, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that's about it. And all the the, the <laughs> Enya and stuff like. Oh Enya, yeah. I guess there are a few uh, Moya cards with Enya. <laughs> And you, you also do that cool thing, right, where you, like, I guess it doesn't really come up on magic cards, where you put, like, the exclamation mark upside down at the beginning of the sentence as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, something only Spanish do. <laughs> Every, everyday linguistics. Uh, check us out. <laughs> this is our sister podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's my favorite one. Uh, actually, no, not my favorite one, but my favorite one I learned about uh, the other day. And that's uh, Nicole Bolas. So you know how <laughs> I love that you're already laughing. <laughs> so you know how that's like bolas citadel and everything like that. They literally cannot translate it like that in Spanish because bolas is like balls, like testicles. <laughs> so basically, okay, like, we're back to being six-year-old. <laughs> so if they have like bolas citadel, it would be like the the citadel of balls, <laughs> or like in bolas clutches would be like in in, in the claws of balls. <laughs> stuff so what they do is they have to add the the first name so uh bolas citadel is uh ciudadela del nicole bolas and uh, in bolas clutches is like and it's Las already kind of weird nicole i must bolas. say it's still it's still weird i love that it's still weird then <laughs> 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 apparently like um the uh, in one of the the earlier printings they literally put only i think bolas as the card type like uh, summon creature bolas and people find that so funny. Oh, please, yeah. no. <laughs> okay, <me>. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Nico, why, why did we actually invite you to the podcast? Um, uh, because you are, at least to me from the outside, for most of the time, I thought that you were basically the face, the main man of Impact Returns. Impact Returns, you talked about it uh, uh, for, I think, the last two or three episodes quite a lot. Kai and I, we were invited as commentators to do the Spanish Legacy Nationals, as well as the Legacy Main Event that you have there in uh well near a coronia we're going to talk about that in a moment and you guys have like such a big tournament and i think you've you've been somewhat flying under the radar in europe for for many years and we we really want to change that and we really want to push that because the the way you organize these tournaments that's amazing but w w why don't you tell us tell us uh, about the structure of impact returns first yeah i mean that's why i i wanted to invite you so i'm not like the main the main head of the of the tournament but i am the person who is pushing the tournament to go international and I thought, because after seeing what happened with four seasons, like how the the attendance and the players coming changed uh, when they went f from Italian cast to, well, Italian coverage to English coverage, 
I knew the next step for the tournament was to do English coverage. And then mm -hmm. I found you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's so easy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it was pretty easy because you you both are so easy going, and you were all hands on uh, since they won. So it, oh, you, you it said was actually very easy. But, I, yeah. I first understood handsome. I was like, oh, uh, we're so uh, handsome. Okay, okay, you got it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we take both. We take both. <laughs> handsome and handsome. <laughs> Yeah, I remember actually we, we talked about this at Four Seasons, right? We were sitting at some table and you, I, I will never forget that you, I, I was talking about how I impressed was by everything at Four Seasons. And then I, I will never forget that you looked at me and you were like, you should see what we have in Spain. I was like, actually, I want to see what you have in Spain. And yeah, that's that's how we ended yeah, up Yeah, like there. double, like a double, I double dare you to come to Spain, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to like force me to come to Spain. I love going there. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, you gave me a reason to finally go to Spain for the very first time. So, uh. So that was that was great, and but also yeah. I didn't. I also didn't know that the impact returns has been like has been a, a thing for, or oh, more than ten years now. That that is crazy. Like, do you want to tell us a little bit about the the history and like how it all started, maybe? Yeah. So the um, <clears throat> the tournament is really really started with a few friends gathering on a bar, like your usual F and M, just a little bigger and you know a little more serious with with more judges and so on. And the event just growth. It it was growing by itself. Uh, we well, the event first of all, the event the event is organized by an a non-profit organization, and uh, we get some like the venue, for example, we get for free from the city hall. So that's a super big help for us. That's insane, yeah. Mm. Like all the Americans are like, "Whoa, that's communism." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, okay. We we have some uh, drawbacks too. Like for example, internet was a big big drawback for us, and it still is. But we are working on that. But yeah, the, just the 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 venue being so big and for free makes uh, the rest much easier for us. But the city must also have like a lot of trust in you because I saw how big the venue was and like them being like, okay, guys, seriously, take the key, do whatever you want. So like, whoa, cool. <laughs> That's funny. We actually don't have the key, so uh, it's uh, just open for everyone all the time. <laughs> no, but a person comes early in the morning uh, to open the venue for us, and then we have. Well, she keeps the keys, and then at the end of the night, or at the end of the day, rather, she closes down. But we, 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 I remember like some night, nights we closed like around midnight. She, yeah, she like and we open like eight a.m. <laughs> so wow. there is three hard working days for us, definitely. Very much. Oh, and when when you speak about us, like, can, can you tell us about the crew, like who, who you already mentioned? Absolutely, you're not the, the head it will of be my Impact. pleasure. So the Improved Turns is basically, as I said, a non-profit organization. Uh, uh, currently, the two main heads of the organization are uh, David Melchor, also goes by Deimus online, and Adrián, Adrián Quevedo, who doesn't play online at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you see a, a person running on a red t-shirt on during Impact, that's the head, that's uh, Melchor, David. <laughs> Dude, I loved that so much. Like you had everybody like in these black t-shirts and then like David, the big boss, was running around in the red t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was easy to find, right? <laughs> He's so calm. Like, he's literally, how, how you imagine, like, the big boss of, of, like, I mean, it's not easy to coordinate so many people and, like, so many players. And, uh, wow, like, David was super impressive in that role. Yeah, it's also being uh, a once-per-year event is so, um, I want to say, uh, it's so critical for us that this weekend everything goes right because we have only one shot per year. <laughs> so if we mess up something, you know, it hurts. <laughs> And how big is your team? Like, I saw so many people, like, running around in those black shirts. It, w it must be, like, around 10, 12 people helping. Uh -huh. uh, what, we, what we basically do is uh, 
we are handed the well they open the venue the day the day before so we can set up everything uh the city hall also provides the um, the camping tables and the chairs so we set everything up and then we have like the end of the yeah the late thursday early friday to do the final test uh on site mm -hmm. and then it's rock and roll <laughs> it was very yeah. much rock and roll seriously guys wow <laughs> So, so the, when you actually picked us up from the airport, because that's that's another like that was so amazing. Like, can can you imagine you arrive at an airport and then that's just like somebody, okay, guys, let's pick you up, let's drive you to the venue, like check it out. Actually, we we didn't get to check out the venue on the arrival day, right? But it, it, I just felt like what you guys did for Kai and me as commentators it was. I, I, well, I, well, I was going to say it was the best commentary experience I've ever had. Well, I, I guess other than that, I usually do it online where, where there's like nobody bringing me food or drinks or picking me up from the airport. It, it, like, it really felt like a VIP experience. So well, for us, uh, it was very much, uh, as I told you, it was very important for us that you guys felt uh, welcome and that, that you know, that we, we got to show you how do we do things. Uh, on impact because we want everybody to feel welcome, everybody to feel like uh, we are actually taking care of them. So we published a lot of a lot of things like a travel guide that we tried to, I really tried this year to uh, bring in more uh, international players. But sadly, I think we only had like two two people from out, out of Spain. Yeah, but that, I, I think from what I understand, there was like a lot of clashes with like other big tournaments uh, regarding the date. Yeah, absolutely. The other big tournaments, uh, other um, social events uh, happening in Spain. Then you also have the Magicon or the Pro Tour at the end of uh, this month. So, you know, people have to make choices about the, where yeah, to put the money. In, in Bologna, I think. Exactly. So another big tournament, official tournament happening in, in Bologna. So it's definitely a lot oh, of things God. going on the same month. So, so yeah, Kai, you already mentioned, right? It was the first time in Spain for you. I, I love coming to Spain uh, a lot of times. But for me, it was also the first time in your region. Well, actually, not your region, right? You're from the Basque country. But uh, mm -hmm. Impact Returns takes place near A Coruña. I, I guess for those who like football, you've heard of uh, La Coruña, Deportivo La Coruña. In the very northwest of Spain, in Galicia, in a small town called Naron, which uh, is it like 20, 25 minutes from, from A Coruña airport? Yeah, exactly. Maybe half an hour, more or less. Ah, dude, I'm trying to shoot the shoot. <laughs> like when, when I tell my clients, you're pretty I, oh, spot on. You're pretty spot on, yeah. Yeah, but when I tell my clients, like, okay, the airport to pick you up for for our hotel is like 20 minutes. It's actually 30 minutes, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> making things looking better, right? Yeah. I think maybe so slightly. Yeah, when you, Nico, when you sent me the um the exact uh, location on um on Google Maps, like I I double checked and I was like, dude, like there's no way we have a tournament in that region. I know, okay. right? I right, because okay. <laughs> it, it it is like for everyone, like it is the edge of Europe, basically, right? Very That's much. the yeah. Um, so the next the next country you see is probably like the United States somewhere, <laughs> and in a few in a few hours. But um, that was so unreal to me because I I thought that um a, a large event like this will probably take place in you know like a larger city, right? Like such as like Barcelona or Madrid or you know um like a city which has like an international airport but no like this is a really like uh in the in the heart of spain maybe like the, the, the place where all the spanish people go on vacation right and um it, i was a little surprised to, to see a, a, a event happen in uh in a location um like that because um again the, the accessibility is, is not as as easy as other events yeah but, it definitely is not the, it's mm -hmm. not your 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 typical mtg location 
I can get behind that. But the thing is, uh, as I said, right, is yeah, the only the only reason we are doing this there is because of we get access to this free venue. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you say that's it, but then there's also like a whole series of consequences that comes from that, right? So that means you're going to have more money to give out in uh, prizes. You're going to have like the, the, the venue itself is like super comfortable, like not crowded at all. Like all of that that comes from that, right? So yeah, it's, it's not like... Of course, of course. But I mean, that's... that's uh, So when, when, when we... When um, David and I... Uh, talk about how can we can improve for the next next edition or what anything we can make about it we know some things are set in stone right so the venue we we're not gonna give that up easily i mean maybe we can if we can upgrade to something better in coruña maybe i don't know but it should be so much better or at least the same because this as you said right the um, Actually, Julian, you play on Sunday, so you can tell us the player experience. You, it's very comfortable to play there because it's so big. It's not you are not you know, you're not fighting for your space in the table. <laughs> not at all. Like seriously, not at all. Also, like what I love the most, you guys actually, I, I still don't fully understand how that worked. But there was an entire section with like retro gaming. Like when we talk about this, people, but like people on the on, on on their cars or whatever they listen to us, they're like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" Like this, is, this sounds so surreal. No, okay. no, but you had like an entire retro gaming. Um, yeah, section. so that is because uh, when Impact returns, the the actually the actual paper the paper portion of it, the the paper magic portion was smaller. This was called uh, Impact Weekend, and a series of uh, things were happening on the on the venue. As you said, uh, for example, the um, uh, retro gaming, we had also, or we have also, uh, Warhammer, uh, Pokemon, um, some, a number of things are happening on the, on, the, on the venue. It's just on the latest years, the magic part has gotten so much stronger. So much bigger than everything Exactly. Else. So it's like taking over the rest. But it used oh. to be called uh, Impact Weekend. So it's just, it's like, uh, like a, some... De- a weekend that the city hall lets lends the the venue, so these things can happen. So it's basically nice. like like a gaming con, and it's just uh, that kind of yeah. I mean, the other parts are like a lot less pronounced. Like Magic had like close to two hundred players, whereas like retro gaming, I think they had like five or six different like like they had like a Sega Mega Drive or like Sega Genesis they call it in the US uh they had Metal Slug on the Super Nintendo they had like an Amiga they had like they had basically anything that was made like in the late 80s and all around the 90s that was like so cool to me like I didn't really have a lot of time because I was constantly in time pressure uh, we'll get to that later <laughs> uh but that was so so cool like I, I saw somebody playing like a little kid playing Metal Slug and I was like dude I'm so jealous I want to play Metal Slug now <laughs> 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 but yeah that's that's basically like how you describe it it's in the very very northwest of spain uh it's accessible via uh a coruña airport from what i understand you would yeah, basically and you always can, fly via madrid you can also fly from santiago and then get a bus so uh th- there's two basically two ways so it's either fly to a coruña and then get you know <laughs> me or someone to pick you up or you know get a bus a connection to the city and then from city to Naron via uh bus or you can fly to Santiago and get a bus from Santiago to Narón. But I, you know, it's a little bit more complex than your typical MTG place, but still 
quite easy. Yeah, yeah the thing is that, that makes it worth so much uh, to me. It, it felt like a holiday, especially when we went to the beach afterwards. And like, we haven't even talked about the food. There's another question about food from the Discord that we get <laughs> into in a, in a moment. It, it really is the kind of magic thing that you do as a holiday. I think you, I mean, I even did it, right? I stayed for a week after and I went to Portugal. I saw like Porto and Lisbon and left that as well. And I think that's that's how you make it work. And that's, it's, it's just, I'd love to see more international players there because once again, like you guys, like you're not paying us for, for promoting this event now, right? But it's just, I love that, how, how would I put that? This is basically the second biggest legacy event in Europe. And right now it's only fueled by Spanish legacy players. And it has like such a long history. And now after 10, 11, next year, it's going to be 12 years. We really want to see this open up and gather more people from all around Europe because getting to almost 200 players just through like local, I mean, I mean national players all from all around Spain and Portugal, it's just already so impressive to me. Yeah, like, like Germany imagine, would struggle yeah, to make that happen and Germany is like, like so much bigger. Imagine if like all the non-Spanish people come come join this event, like it's it's gonna be massive. You're probably gonna leave like a, a second hole next to it. Seriously, probably the retro gaming section has to be more compact next oh, year. Um, that, um, that's gonna be the top eight, right? So you play you play the Swiss Ooh. round, and you know, the top is gonna go like you know Street Fighter, Mario Street Kart. <laughs> you name you, you name it, you name it. Arm Loser bracket. Anything. on the retro gaming section <laughs> evil, evil europe let's do it street fighter 6 super street fighter yeah but, yes, okay yeah because like you know before going there um i think i like my initial reaction was probably like this the same as probably like most people was like okay how, how the hell do i get to this place right to to the tournament um but you already mentioned like how, how to um um, which airport to take and honestly like i think that is the only quote-unquote downside of, of this event and which is not really a downside if you, if you do a, a, a little bit of prep you know because everything else is just so high class and high quality and, and just well prepped it is it was it was unreal really like um like not only the the, the prices like for um you had like un three underground seats for the for the winners like dude like when was the last time i saw any event doing dual lands for the top eight like multiple duels yeah also. but that's that's what julian mentioned right? that's that's the upside of having the venue right so you give some you take some in this in this case right. well, well what we do is we put everything back into the prices yeah so like basically my, my, my whole point is like if you want to get some underground seats you better take a bus you know <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just better move your ass on that bus man i mean like, i already suggested uh to, to me the coolest thing would be if you like if you actually had a ton of international people signing up you'd be like okay hey we, we have this friend he's got like a bus or something or like i don't know some some whatever and thursday night there's gonna be a pickup in a coronia like if you arrive on earlier flights you can check out the city or if you like arrive in the evening you will pick you up there and then everybody get on a bus we'll get you to naron and then we'll drop you off at your hotel and then you're there that to me that would be the coolest but i mean i'm not in charge of those things but no that's what we I have do. to check how's the you know the uh, for real right if it can be done what are the prices etc but it's definitely something we have been thinking about because um of course it has to go people have to register early for for example this year we got a lot of late registrations and we were really scared about the attendance but at the end it was super good considering uh lms bologna the music events and the pro tour so my advice is if you guys want things to happen uh from our side 
register early when we publish when we open up registrations. I think that's what the international crowd usually does more than like the the national crowd for for most events. That I I've hope. Been to. I hope. <laughs> yeah, especially when you have to fly. Like you want to get your flights booked early and stuff. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I think we, we, we've <laughs> fanboyed enough about like your, your whole organization, but there's actually one more thing that came to us from the Discord, and I think that's actually pretty interesting. It's coming to us from Tom the Deck. Uh, Tom the Deck. Sorry, Tom. I'm. <laughs> it's very hard to jump. Tom the Deck. <laughs> I swear I didn't drink anything. I never struggle to pronounce Tom's name. The Decker. Here we go. Just say Tom. <laughs> yeah. Tom is wondering about Spanish nationals. What structure is behind it? How what it took to for you guys to get it going, and how how it's organized? Because as we mentioned, Friday night or Friday during the day, there was the Spanish nationals taking place at Impact Returns. Yeah, so this was uh, something that was proposed during the four seasons. Like it would be cool to. So we were we we're trying to revitalize legacy somehow in Spain, <clears throat> and uh, we thought about making a, a national Spanish na legacy nationals. So what we came up with was, okay, so how about if every group of players slash league slash store slash group of friends gathers data or like presents like a proof of their playing or the standings or whatever, and then we can make like a, a list of the most successful players in Spain, put them together on a small invitational tournament and call that Spanish nationals. So that's what we made. Isn't that like a lot of like organizational work? To, to keep uh, track of all of that stuff? It was actually pretty, um, I would say, fluent. It took a little bit of work to, to kick off, but afterwards, uh, people were really excited and really, you know, they, they really wanted it to, uh, to succeed. So what we made was a Discord group with... So just as uh, with ELM, it has reps for every country, uh, I made the same um, <laughs> i copied the organizational system so <laughs> every every part of spain has some reps uh, i cho i chose people who i knew so i can communicate better and these people report their their results uh on a google google spreadsheets and we build it from there and that has been like was this the first year where this was actually taking place uh, that I know of, yes. Maybe, oh, that you know. <laughs> I, I maybe there was some someone uh, a ton of years ago, but for the last, I want to say ten years, it it has been, yeah. I was gonna say, like to me, you're Mr. Spanish Legacy. You're basically taking care of anything. Like if anybody ever touches a legacy card in, in Spain, you know about it probably. <laughs> I, I like that you're not disagreeing. <laughs> no, I tr because I try to. Because I try to. I try to. You know, I try to be involved in anything and everything legacy in Spain. Yeah. Yeah, like that dedication, holy shit, seriously. <laughs> I've seen what you did at Four Seasons, I've seen what you did at Impact Returns, I know what you do like for all the other projects. I have no idea where you take the energy from. And you're also like a cave diver, which is like, to me, that's, that's the craziest part. <laughs> did I tell you, like, this is totally like not related to anything. I, I told, like, uh, my, my little niece, six years old, was asking um, uh, what, like about the people I was hanging out with. In, in Spain, and I also mentioned you, and I mentioned that you're like a uh, like a diver, and I told her that you also like you don't do scuba diving. You like, I tried to explain it very simple to like a six year old child. I told her, oh, he he does um, diving with just like holding. His <laughs> so it breath. doesn't sound like I want to suicide or something. <laughs> no, 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 just like very simple words. Because, and then she looks at me, and she she looks at me like I'm an idiot, and she says, it's, "You mean like apnoe diving or whatever you pronounce that?" Yeah. 
Abner. Yeah, yeah, Abner. And, 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 and literally, my six-year-old like niece was looking at me. Oh, my uncle is an idiot. Like he doesn't know that word. <laughs> like, okay, dude, seriously, I've. Yeah, but I, I just remember that. So yeah, um, I'm just like so impressed with what you guys put up there. And also, now that I've seen the the evolution of the whole tournament series, which has been like eleven years now, it makes so much more sense how much equipment you have. Like, I want to say, you are literally the best equipped independently like produced like without wizard support um tournament that i've ever seen in europe seriously like i guess Bazaar of moxen had like a really good thing going when they had the Bazaar of moxen series in like 2016 that's the only thing that's like is even like in the same ballpark when it comes to like the whole setup and prof professionalism and everything like even though you invited like kai and, and this clown mm. to to commentate but <laughs> yeah, <totally>. <laughs> i <laughs> guess you gotta yeah. make some cuts somewhere like yeah, like usually yeah, I I was not expecting like uh like this high class of uh like Elgato mics for example for the for the casters and like even even like the the microphone arms and things like that like even like the smallest details. Kai like, wouldn't stop like, going on about the mic about the mic arm like every time he left the venue, <laughs> he like told me, I'm gonna buy that mic arm. I'm gonna buy the mic arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he had like the billion things, and the one thing I I I found interesting was like the mic arm. <laughs> it was funny because uh, after 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 you guys were back from the from the impact, something got inside Kai because he bought the the new camera and he was started to stream Paper Magic with super high quality camera. <laughs> Dude, I was like, yeah, because I was so impressed. I was like, I if Impact Returns can do it, I can probably also do it. Which camera did you get, Kai? Oh, I so I'm I am I kind of cheated because I didn't even get a a, a real camera. It's a it's a Elgato face cam. Oh, um, okay, okay. So it's basically a tier there. below, below, like using an actually like DSLR or DSLR. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's five tiers below. But the quality, yeah. I have to say, the quality. I tuned into Kai's stream the other day, and the, uh, both the glow and the focus were really good. I mean, it was better than before because I used a potato before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which was quite like, the achievement, actually. Yeah, it, like, yeah, I yeah. I mean, that there was yeah. If you could have upgraded with literally anything, but that um, cam has sixty FPS, and I have. I've and you stream in 30 fps very very good very good <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah i might it's for the, it's for the vods, Dude, Julian. I'm, you, you, I'm telling you, guys <laughs> i i love legacy but i'm not a tech person okay i i, I just i just copy what other people say so uh it reminds yeah. me so much of like when Leave people would get like a good mic and then they would just like plug it in and keep streaming through their webcam mic and they like they oh, 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 that's that, that, that has best, happened though. to me. That's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened to way more people than than I wanna like I don't know embarrass here. <laughs> it might have actually happened to me sometimes. To someone right now <laughs> and they don't know. About no, 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 not Kai actually, not Kai. Um, but Ooh. yeah, no, I, no, I didn't mean Kai, but <laughs> ah, okay, okay. <laughs> So cool, yeah. Um, you you gave us the numbers uh, quickly. You, I think, as you mentioned, like it started out with a couple of guys in a bar. Then you went to like seventy three people for the first one, two thousand twelve. Uh, I see you added Modern in two thousand sixteen, and Modern has been growing very steadily. Like your record attendance in Modern was like almost three hundred players in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I uh, mean, and basically two hundred in two thousand eight uh, for Legacy in two thousand eighteen as well. That was a really good year, right? Yeah. Uh, so the. I want to say the people who push the event are mainly legacy people, but it's undeniable modern is the format uh, of Spain. So most uh, MTG players in Spain are modern players. And pre-modern here is also really popular. Yeah, yeah. But in sheer numbers, modern just crushes everybody else. I think that's that's probably like the case in, mo in most countries these days. Yeah. Oh. 
yeah so then we had like two years of of COVID, and then yeah we were slowly building up again right uh you already mentioned that this year you overlapped and you clashed with a lot of events we still hit 175 for legacy and 188 for modern so in, in terms of like goals and where we want to push this like get let's get those numbers like up beyond 200 again right for next year yeah uh definitely i mean i think i think legacy 200 in legacy would be a super good uh check mark for us to finally break that 200 because we reached 199 in uh, 2018 but i think if just uh, a few international people come in it will it would it would be so easy for us to get to reach it Dude, let's make that happen. And something we actually we haven't even touched on yet. You guys are allowing proxies, right? You're also like part of the huge, like not only European these days, it's also like spilling over to, to the US. Like I think the Buffalo Chicken Dip also allows some some proxies. Um, is that like the thing with, I believe, 10 proxies in Legacy? Exactly. So we allow 10 proxies in Legacy and none in Modern. Nowadays, it maybe makes a, li a little bit of less sense. But uh, initially it was because Legacy used to have all these... Uh, uh, reserve list cars that are super expensive uh, so we wanted to to make the modern players want to play legacy too because outside of maybe 10 12 cards you can basically share out of there are a lot of cards in common between uh the legacy and the modern decks mm -hmm. mana fetch lands etc usually used to convert like really exactly easily, so right? that that happened that actually happened uh last year so when Vlurek Murtide in Modern and in Legacy, it was the best deck in both formats. So you basically just had to proxy your <laughs> your uh, Wasteland, Force of, uh, Force of Wills, and, uh, <laughs> and, and the Volcanics, and that's it. Yeah, and, yeah, and the Dazes. <laughs> well, I guess the Yeah, Dazes, well, I guess if it comes up, to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, actually, you could tell me the Dazes are 50 euro card, and I would, I would believe you because I have no idea. To, to me, Dazes is like a 20 cent card, but... I <laughs> I could be so off, seriously. Uh, to be honest, I'm not a blue player, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's true, that's true. So in regards to that, there's a question coming from the Discord from Nierden. Kind of a broad question, but what are the pros and cons of allowing proxies as a tournament organizer? And if that discussion has reached modern, yeah, we already touched on modern. So from a tournament organizer perspective, was it like a, a hard thing to push? And has there also been like negative feedback about it? How does it work? Uh, not really, because... I think it has it doesn't have any any real drawbacks uh if 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 it's a limited number if it's a limited number of proxies then uh maybe people don't want to buy the cars eventually but if you are if you have just a, a small number of proxies maybe be, I mean what I think it's happening or what think it happens is people try decks or play decks that they wouldn't be able to play and then they buy into the cards because they know they like it for example Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty funny because this year, as you, as I said, in Legacy there are ten proxies allowed and none in Modern. But I think may maybe this year the proxies were more needed in Modern <laughs> because of the <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Ring cards and. The <laughs> oh my God! Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually. I mean, I underground sea. Everybody has one of those. Like, but one ring? Well, give me four of those. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't have an underground sea, like you just run Impact Returns and you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be covered. Yeah. Easy. easy busy, right? Just yeah, come to, like Shadow, come to Spain, <laughs> come to Spain, beat us and get them. <laughs> oh, dude, that that's cool. That's cool. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of tournaments, if they can, um, if they're like not tied to Wizards or, or something like that, they they should very much push that. We talked about this in, in length about how, what it has done to the German legacy scene. That basically all the tournaments are now are allowing proxies, and yeah. that's just like such a great thing. Oh yeah, I I, I seriously like the the, um, the number ten or like the you know. 
having some threshold for um for those proxies because like i went to the our local event yesterday in uh local legacy tournament yesterday in berlin and my first round opponent he like he, he had a proxy for mishra's bauble and it's like come on dude seriously like oh that's... i don't mind honestly <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i mean honestly like those cards are sometimes even the most the most proxied ones like the really random cards that you don't want to buy but you want to play that deck oh yeah i think it, like uh, he proxied like um Galvanic relays and and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the like weird that. stuff, <laughs> the, the yeah. very specific stuff. I mean, that has been a thing in vintage for a long time, right? Where people have been proxying the weirdest vintage cards. They have like the power nine and everything, but now all of a sudden they want to play oath and they like they don't want to buy the weird targets or something. Oh, like half of the sideboard probably, right? Like all those like fringe ancient yeah. crutches and <laughs> braids and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but I think something to talk about the proxies here is the proxy quality, right? Of the minimum proxy. The proxy standards because yeah, it's gotta you, be at least Kaiser Atari proxy quality. I don't know right? if you if you get, of course, those would be highest quality proxies. But <laughs> some people Gracias. just throw in a black and white, you know, printed piece of paper. What, that is not even the the size of the card. That bugs me a lot. <laughs> also, do, do you have like any recommendations for, or any requirements for the proxies, or do you just like trust that people will not gonna? Uh, like, they ha they have to be. They have to be the the size of the card and in color but yeah i can't tell i can't tell you that some people didn't meet these requirements <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so it's, it's basically like a sharpie it says like grizzle brand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just says grizzle <laughs> brandy <laughs> grizzle daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> on an emrakul <laughs> could be anything oh okay God. okay i see i see yeah I, I like it when it's like we uh, at the weekend we're gonna have um the isatar invitational in frising and I think most people, they literally just, like, as you mentioned, they printed it in color and put it like in a double sleeve and then into, into the regular sleeve. So it doesn't even like stick out at the top. So it's super convenient. Yeah. Cool. So we already mentioned, um, Kai and I, we weren't only there to eat the good food and hang out at the beach. We actually did commentate two tournaments. We commentated the Spanish Legacy Nationals on Friday, as well as the main event on Saturday. And like looking at the numbers that you posted, I literally did not realize that we we streamed for 12 hours total on saturday <laughs> holy shit is that true it is we streamed from like half past 10 until almost 11 p.m like holy shit like when i when i do my casts for energy and i do like four rounds or five rounds that's already like oh cool i, I i'm done now i'm out it's i guess it also yeah, I mean that's that's because it's sitting in front in front of your computer alone is somewhat different. But it didn't really feel like twelve hours to me. Seriously, like I, I could have gone on for like let's say another five. Yeah, I mean it felt <laughs> it felt even shorter because we we also um cover a lot of like cool decks, aka Nickfit and things like that. Yeah, back Nickfit, uh, the <laughs> the, uh, the king of um, Spanish legacy, help me out, Manuel Villa, right? Manuel Villa, yeah, exactly. Back yeah. Nickfit, holy shit, and, and like with the queen, the lady, the lord, Marine of Clan Nell Tooth, holy shit, that, that's, I think we didn't <laughs> even see her do all that much, but it's just like, Kai called it an EDH card, and I take that personally, because to me that's a legacy card. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why can't I, I tried yeah. it, on on my deck so oh like it like like in, in reclaimer elves yeah <laughs> i mean you guys try a lot of crazy shit in there no seriously uh, yes i mean it's it's not gonna take too long until you will put crystal brand or something in there uh, i mean you can I... cast it with cradle and then you need like some kind of like i don't know filtering that that's gonna be a while you can artisan for it then? yeah see we, we're, we're there easy crystal brand is in buy your copies now <laughs> actually a second one is coming up <laughs> 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like we saw, we saw Manuel in the finals against Tadeo Pons on ninjas, ninjas without the the whole token engine um, of Retrofitter Foundry, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Tadeo is known for playing uh, Aluren. He's, I think, he has topped it for sure the last uh, impact, and I, I'm not sure about uh, two editions before, but he's a very, very skilled uh, Aluren player. So he decided this time it's ninjas time. Yeah, I think he wanted to play orcs so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can probably play like Buck, Buck Aluren and, and Rocket in there. I can imagine yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was so cool. Um, <laughs> to me, initially, when you showed us the caster's booth, I was like, wait, what? You mean yeah. the caster's cage? <laughs> the oh, caster's yeah, cage, yeah. I thought like, are, are we are supposed to like do a cage match in there? Like, what was this? It's, it was, guys, seriously, it was literally a cage. They had to open the cage door and then they put us in the cage. And at the time when we first saw it, like there was almost nothing set up. So I was like, wait, wait, is this is this literally going to be a cage <laughs> yeah. fight? Well, I, yeah, I was is this why you, why you guys oh. flew us here? <laughs> Dude, I was kind of scared they would kind of lock us. Maybe, you know, I mean, for, you 12, for 12, for 12 hours. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay. Kai, you're going you're gonna to produce tokens for 12 hours nonstop. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, you know, like you guys going to like talk for 12 hours. Go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, but seriously, that was that was super cool. Like you had that that big TV where we could actually watch the whole playing area. You had that, that super professional setup there, and yeah, I, I want to say whenever I do casting, and I've only rarely done it in paper. The coolest thing is when you really don't have to care about anything else, when you can, can just sit there, do your thing. And I think like every other round, like you you brought us like food. You brought us so much food. Seriously, there was like the super great bar like right next to the venue, where I think they. I don't know how much money they made that weekend, but <laughs> they must have been, I don't know how much traffic they usually get in our own, but that, this that's weekend... A, that's a funny story because uh, last year, the bar was closed on these dates. Wait, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing the bar could do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What can I do? <laughs> we, we, we got in contact with them this year and we made sure <laughs> and certain that they were open and they were, were provisioned. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't, it wasn't even like chunk food that he brought us, right? He brought us like all these, these Spanish no, specialities no. and stuff. Like, I don't even know what they were called, but cro croquetas, Croquetas, yeah. Inga, Inga, you, it's very rare that you that you have to go back to junk food in, in Galicia because this food is so good there and so cheap too compared to other parts of Spain. You, you can't just eat so... Anything is delicious there. <laughs> very much so. And you like you even had like that whole that whole um, fridge of of cold drinks. Like you had so many cold drinks. Like holy shit! Like I I could literally drink until like not alcohol, but I, I guess he might have. All, I, I didn't see it. But I, I just <laughs> uh, want to say, like to me, that was like the caster's paradise. You don't have to take care of anything. You get food. You get drinks. Uh, yeah. Like, you just, like, yeah. You just yeah. You, yeah. You just talk about legacy and like we did it for twelve hours. Seriously. <laughs> like the amount the um, amount of drinks was also kind kind of unreal. Like it was, um, it was so much. You could have had enough for the whole for the. But it's it's whole, because um. Whole, yeah. So it's because um, when you're signing up for the event, I guess you guys you didn't notice because you were casting both days, uh, <laughs> uh, without stopping. But when you sign up for the event, the, you have the option to get uh like the sandwich with with drinks. So that's why we have so much, so many drinks. Also, oh, that also makes sense. That's why the, the, all of a sudden, like I was going to ask you because I sometimes I walked out of the booth, like out of the cage for a short moment, and I saw all those sandwiches, and I was like, 
I mean, you have a lot of stuff, but this is like literally, I don't know, 100 what's, sandwiches what's go, or something. What's going on here? So like, who's <laughs> supposed, like, your stuff is like a lot, but like, there's not, nobody gonna eat those 100 sandwiches or how much those were. So those were for the players as well, you're saying. Exactly. So you have the option when you do the pre-registration to get a sandwich, like, uh, because we don't make a, we don't stop for uh, for lunchtime or whatever. So uh, we, we guess that the best option was just yes, uh, offer the option to grab a sandwich. Oh, that's why also nobody cared when I grabbed the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I just stood by, I grabbed the sandwich. I was like, is anybody going to ask us or can we just grab the sandwich? Actually, I'm not even sure if I was supposed to know if you're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> you can grab whatever. That's okay, fine. Okay. okay, cool, cool. I mean, not too late anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would certainly love to do that again. Um, I'm, I'm really like fully like embracing the castle life and i, I also i want to get better like i know where like my shortcomings and stuff are and i i would love to do this like any big event i go to these days uh i think at four seasons i'm gonna be very happy to jump into the booth whenever i can and i think we're also gonna see you there right the yeah. next one in september kai Callum, and i are gonna be there as well oh Callum's coming nice yeah, boat doesn't He's literally playing on a burning boat. I would have loved to have uh, the three of you uh, the impact, but I know Callum was on tour, so yeah. Yeah, Callum is like even like Callum's life outside of the podcast is even bigger than than uh, I ever imagined. He's like a he's, rock star. He's a rock, like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Casually paint, paints stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we, we basically hung out in the cage for most of the events. Uh, Kai, how, how was it for you on Sunday? Because on Sunday there was Modern on. You had, like, um, Modern casters for that. I played in the Modern main event. And Kai, you had your booth there. You had the, the, the OG Savatarix booth, which I still don't fully comprehend how you managed to get all of that like in your carry-on luggage <laughs> dude that was like the biggest struggle but uh, you made an entire video about how I, you packed your your suitcase right yeah you, you can you can watch it somewhere on my youtube channel but um basically so i so i was thinking i i really want to make um want to make this booth happen where people can directly challenge me and i sell tokens and play mats and all that kind of jazz and people can you know just just hang out and chill and but for all those like European flights, um, usually like the, ch the cheap flights, right? Like they only allow um, hand luggage. It's like, okay, so how, how the hell do I fit all the, like all my decks, all the, cl uh, all the clothes I have and like the whole booth in, uh, in like hand luggage. <laughs> right? so, so I can carry on. Seriously. seriously yeah. Like, so I made like, I made a little bit of research and found out like the absolute max size for a hand carrier and uh, order a suitcase that was literally like the the lot every single inch was uh was basically taken and uh and then i i did a little bit of like tetris math to kind to kind of like you know just, just just put everything together um i think yeah i think every square inch is uh is filled in that suitcase and i like i even had tokens for uh, for sale on in my deck box like a few of them just oh could... you min maxed your deck box size like everything, literally everything everything dude. I, I love that you also like you literally spray painted both of your pieces of luggage with like yo oh yeah they say yo and guess what i got checked on all flights yeah every security check they, they opened both of my suitcases they're like like, like what is, what the hell is going on but you know what the the one guy in uh, at the german um airport like he really dug um dug my um uh what's it called the buzzer i was like oh man you, you kind of are you going to like a party or something it's like yeah i i kind of am yeah ain't wrong i mean if they want to get your number they just hit the buzzer like you wear it like with a chain around your neck oh I'm you know like, i mean you want you, my number hit the buzzer 
You, you know, I mean, if the security guy uh, smashed the buzzer, then, then we better also play a game of modern or legacy, <laughs> right? I mean, because that's the whole point of the buzzer, right? It's like, dude, <laughs> just take your break. We're going to have a match right now. I, I don't care if I miss my flight. We, we, we're going to play. Okay, that's actually how it worked, right? People could hit the buzzer and they could challenge you in legacy or modern. So how often did you get challenged on, on Sunday? So I got challenged 15 times. Wow. Um, wow. And yeah, I think um, eight times modern and seven times in legacy. Nice. And I... It, it was it was not only incredibly fun for me also, but um like some of the players they they kind of scrubbed out at the main event. You know it happens, right? Like you you join a big event, you go O3 drop, happens every now and then, and usually you you kind of salty about it or you, you keep watching your friends maybe you know in the following rounds because uh, there's really nothing else you can do. But some of those players they they came over to my booth and um they challenged me. And I don't know if they, if they if they lost or won, but they had like the greatest time seriously because like all of a sudden like the, the all like main event pressure was gone, right? And they just wanted to play for fun, and um, we have, we had some good games. Like also like no one belchered me turn one, so uh, that was <laughs> no, nobody brought like an anti kydex Seriously, to the table. no, like yeah, because I was so scared. Like if I if I take Doomsday with me, like they probably gonna play, you know at least four archive traps main board probably <laughs> you know like stuff like that so <laughs> and you imagine imagine well, things that you have to bring to impact returns okay your legacy deck your modern deck your anti-kai deck yeah, <laughs> seriously you can go farming kais <laughs> <laughs> so, so i was hell scared so i, I took uh, i took uh, cradle control with me but but you, I, yeah oh, to stop you there you put reclaimerless reclaimer elves to the <laughs> tournament like Inigo couldn't like believe it when you when you put yeah. out the decklist. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, like I like during that weekend, I thought that was like the well, among the smartest things I've ever done to a legacy deck. And like the week after, I was like, dude, I was like one of the stupidest thing I, I've ever done to a legacy deck. So I I, I changed it right after uh, the reclaimers are Reclaim back in, griefs are gone, they suck. I remember you, you we, like were, we were, we were taking Kai's deck. We were taking Kai's deck on, uh, I, I believe it was Friday morning, and you, you guys had a had a match. And uh, like Kai said, okay, how, do you want to go through my deck? And, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, the cradles, the values. Uh, sorry, where where are the reclaimers? Where, where? Oh yeah, seriously, like <laughs> if, dude, if if Julian challenged me at my booth ten times, I would have probably lost everything, right? Even my suitcase. Dude, like, actually, I actually, I was going to say. <laughs> like he walks out naked and yeah, because people could actually win stuff, right? If they beat you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. First of all, they, they get a they get a hand drawn uh, token, which which says I I killed Sawatarix. That's exactly um, why I wanted to challenge you, but I didn't have oh, time. Holy smokes, dude! <laughs> I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and um, you know, I think for for the for the future um events um I want people to also like sign not not the tablecloth the um the back banner basically so i, I take i take a a, bit, a huge banner with like one of my artworks and i want people to sign on them but mainly people who beat me in the in the one 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 and uh yeah one day i want to just walk and walk out of the venue with a completely black um <laughs> banner so uh that's the goal everything on the suitcase <laughs> remember guys everything yes on the oh yeah dude, you know everyone who beats me can spray on my su on my suitcase oh that would be even cooler uh yeah it probably gets checked like twice <laughs> cool yeah but, I, I think like even like in the first hour or two you already ran out of those those goblin shaman tokens right oh yeah totally i was totally underestimating um the the demand and need for um goblin shaman tokens and this was also the first time going to an an uh, an event outside of germany so i was really not well prepared i, I want to say like I, on the one hand i didn't want to take too many tokens and and stuff with me because you know the, the more i take the um 
I, I guess maybe at some point I have to skip on maybe like underwear or something, you know, because I, I have to, I have to, you know, just <laughs> make sure that I can still take all my stuff in, in those suitcases, right? But um, on the other hand, I, yeah, I didn't want it to like, I don't know, like you need to find that sweet spot, right? Like, like how, how many people are going to be at the event? Like um, how, how many tokens um, you're going to sell? You know, how many people are going to yeah, stop that, by? That looks like something hard to do, right? How, how do you plan for how, many, how much are you going to sell or commission right that's oh. really hard to do oh yeah i still haven't figured out i mean I, I made some aftermath later and i will probably improve in for, for the next couple of events but what i liked so much is that how, how much how much fuego people brought to the booth you know <laughs> like like that that's like the clear difference between germany and and spain i feel like in germany i have to be the entertainer to get people excited about things right like i i gotta i gotta start talking i gotta just you know um, do a little bit of entertaining here and there and people are gonna be hooked and maybe challenge me or buy something or whatever or just hang and in in, in spain it was the opposite i got entertained like the, Sp <laughs> the spanish people came to my booth and usually like in a group of like two three people and they and like even like the one guy like he was like dude i want to challenge you modern i don't have a deck um and i just just can i borrow your legacy deck to challenge he reached out to some his, uh, his friend's uh back or something you know he just grabbed the deck box didn't even know what the format was and so like, oh I, i'm gonna play this you know and um so, <laughs> so, so it was modern hammer and he played it for the first time he didn't know a single card and he dude he crushed me Holy smokes. <laughs> As a hammer should do. Okay, that's yeah, a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was such a such a good experience. Even had um a few games, um a good games versus people who didn't even speak English, you know, that was not even all that necessary. And um yeah. Happy to happy did, to do did it you again. Pick up some, did you pick up some Spanish actually? Because I was trying to practice my Spanish, but it's horrible. Oh yeah, like Uno Dos Tres. <laughs> I, I just noticed that like you you initially pronounced the the town um uh naron like you you, you pronounced it like it was a french town like naron yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know like at like, the very first time i said like naron but that was Nar kind of, <laughs> that sounds like an elf creature naron of clan nel yeah, okay <laughs> that's kind of I a mean, strange place you got you can check your own progress on the vods of the event you can see your how you especially with the player names you can see the the first names. Oh, and dude! Then I, on Saturday, on the last rounds, you you almost nailed all the names. <laughs> seriously, like I think we butchered so so many names during the whole weekend. Uh, um, in your defense, I would say uh, some some are really tricky, even for Spanish people, because uh, there were so many uh, Basque players on the feature matches. Oh yeah, like when you have like all those sets and those X's and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, did, yeah, you, got, yeah, you guys did that on purpose, right? Okay. <laughs> like, like you brought in like if you like, do you have like a like a hard to pronounce name? Yeah, you're gonna have to get a discount for yeah, this. Yeah, like, like, what, like what's your record? Oh, like O five record doesn't matter, dude. You, you, you got a good match. You got you got you got a good name. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, actually, let, let, let's speak about that that legacy main event um, even briefly. Uh, we had 175 players. And the winner is Ricardo Bragato, and I think he's actually not Spanish, right? No, it's Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why like, Tassona was like so happy about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that during the they, trophy no, ceremony. They are, they are friends, and they came together to the event. Uh, so yeah, it, it was actually it's nice that some somebody from it's not the usual uh, of impact wins the event because then. It, they can spread the love even further. <laughs> Dude, that's actually like like a marketeer's dream. Like you want to promote this tournament to more international people, and now you actually have somebody international win the tournament. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, seriously. Like, I actually, I didn't know, I didn't even fully, like, maybe we were going to have, like, like country flags next to our player names uh, <laughs> next time or something. And then, like, dude, can, can you get me the country flag of, like, I don't know, Marshall Islands or something? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> we, we, we got it somewhere. We Google it. <laughs> but no, that's so cool. That's so cool. So, Ricardo on 8cast beating uh, Carlos Jesus on Reanimator in the finals. Which was also uh, not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Spain got to step up. Uh, where's Carlos from? He was from uh, Portugal. Dude, what? Damn. Like, we, we, like you, you said you had like two or three like international players in the main event and like two of them make it to the finals. Fr from the... In the uh, because uh, because Galicia is so on the west side of Spain, it's so close to Portugal, That's and true. the the, Portu the Portuguese community uh, usually travels to some uh, events from from Galicia and the other way around too. So those two communities are, re are really really close. That's so oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, actually, I, I met a lot of Portuguese people actually at, at mm -hmm. um, Impact Returns, and even we we got to hang out in uh, well, not so much in Porto, but in Lisbon. And, whoa, they showed me some amazing places, dude. I, nice. I mean, that whole, I guess, culturally or, or like, food-wise, it's it's somewhat similar, even though I guess a lot of people would hate on me for that. I'm still just discovering. I enjoyed my, my one and a half weeks in Spain and Portugal so, so much, seriously. Mm. But, but that, that's it. like the dream, right? You 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 come, to, you come to Spain to play the event, and then you don't do... You just don't go back right straight to wherever you came from. You just use up that... Uh, travel to visit someplace else right yeah, either yeah. portugal or galicia or around spain whatever yeah i mean that's that's basically how and also as you mentioned right you made that travel guide mm -hmm. so i just love that how much effort all of you guys put into that and i think we could be going on about that forever i think at some point it's gonna get gets um, boring for people just like i love all these technical details i even noticed like you you literally you cut and upload Uploaded all the VODs of the Spanish Legacy Nationals, of the Legacy Tournament main event, of the modern main event. And you went even further. Like, you literally added chapters on YouTube for all of that. So people could see, like, game one, <laughs> game two, game three. Like, I hate doing that. It's so annoying. And you literally did that for all those things. Yeah, like, it, was a it was a ton of work, not going to lie. But uh, I have to say, last year, we were a little bit lazy and late of uh, on uploading the VODs. So this year, I wanted to put the extra effort and... Like get you just done. put so much effort into it, seriously. Like also that Twitter stuff. Like you tweeted pictures of both players for every single round, and like you, I, I saw you at the computer there. I think you were sitting at the computer for almost like twelve hours straight, and like just producing, 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 promoting, uploading, and and like fixing <laughs> any issues. Like if if I was a tournament organizer, like having you as as my my right hand man, that would be the dream. I mean, that's, I guess, why you do it, right? You said you actually wanted to play in it, but I would tell you, no, no, Inigo, I need you. You're too good. You need to, like, do all the organizational <laughs> stuff. You just keep yourself for magic online. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would love to be back next year, and I hope we can get a lot more international players showing up at, at Impact Returns and push those over the 200 mark. Um, amazing food, amazing amazing location. Especially, like, you, you, I think you wanted to hear some of our feedback. Like I saw that in our show notes about our impressions of Galicia and, and Spain, right? Because I gotta say, I've only ever been to Barcelona and Madrid, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's, and I guess, well, yeah, so some, some, well, Mallorca. But. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, you know, impact in Mallorca would be 
Awesome. Dude. <laughs> that would be something else. That would be something else. I think you would get a lot more charmance done if you did that. <laughs> and I guess a lot of British guys I mean, as well. it would already be there, right? <laughs> it would be, like, you would show up in the morning to the tournament, and, like, all the charmance, they would have, like, their towels across the, the chairs. and like, no, no, I sit on this table. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you have fi fixed seatings for all the charmance. You know, I recently, I recently heard that... Um, Apart from the usual British and Germans in, you know, the Balearic Islands, there are coming. There recently are um, pe people from United States coming and buying properties. <laughs> buying properties, okay. So, so that means more international audience. <laughs> yeah. So Americans, Canadians, get over here seriously. Like, <laughs> let's keep promoting this. You, you guys want to play Legacy? Here's your chance. <laughs> Oh, dude. I, I mean, I, I, I work in tourism, and like, I'm kind of like working for a travel agency. Like, let's have some magic travel agency. Okay, I, I'm going to this in this country. Tell me all about uh, the magic opportunities there. Which place should I go? That would be awesome. Like making a pack. Like, okay, so you want the impact package or the Four Seasons package? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you, that, you want the, the Euro South European package with both tournaments? <laughs> oh, you can combine those? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you that, are that, would, that would be the idea. And in the, in the end, you qualify for the ELM, and then as you travel home to the United States, like you leave as the European Legacy Masters Champion. That would be something. I, I want to do that. But no, seriously, um, Kai, how was your impression of Spain? We already talked about it. I think the, the one thing we, we're still missing is the food. Yeah, totally. And that's actually another Twitter que uh, Discord question. Um, they were asking about the best food in Spain. Okay, that's a very broad question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I would totally go with the, like all the seafood combined. I mean, I know it's a, like a whole category, but um, if I could pick one one dish, probably like um, I like the most was uh, the octopus. I think. Oh yeah. Mm. We, we had it on the second night on that plate. Um, I was surprised to see um the octopus in combination with potatoes with potatoes because in in Japan or in in Asia. Uh, where I come from, like you rarely combine um, potatoes with seafood, like you rather go like rice instead. But it, w it was really nice. Like I, uh, it was kind of unusual for me uh, as an agent. But yeah, like super, super interesting to see like those kind of like. Yeah, but it also was interesting for someone who is used to having good seafood to to give his opinion, right? On oh, on... totally. And I feel like I feel like um all the magic players, like the, I think that's the second thing most magic players have in common is like just the interest for of good food. Right, um, like having like a decent meal, like like non McDonald's food after an, an event, and um and you definitely checked um check this requirement absolutely <laughs> like like I like I was I was mind blown at Four Seasons because they had like incredible pasta and pizza and whatnot, but I could pass for the rest like I could pass and pasta and pizza for the rest of my life if I can get decent uh seafood, which is definitely definitely the case in in Galicia especially. Um, yeah, seafood in Galicia is awesome. Uh, it is. It's, it's also known food. for the for the meat, but but the seafood. Well, we noticed. I mean, I mean because, because you are you are so close to the sea, right? Whatever you have from the sea is gonna be fresh, and you can definitely tell. Oh yeah, man! Like everything was so good, and like the moment I landed in Germany, like I was back to <laughs> bread and. Deep <laughs> frozen seafood test, like I don't know, chewing gum and stuff. No, but seriously, especially like that that bar across from the venue, right? The the one where we like get, got all the food from. Dude, that was so good. I that think that was, was so like good. the. 
that was Saturday night when, uh, or was it even Sunday? No, that was Saturday night when we took all the crew there. I think we had like 30 or, or 40 people in, in there. And, and you literally, like, you ordered so many different things. And like Kai, I very much love seafood. But holy shit, did you give me a taste for the great meats there as well. Like, you had so many different kinds of meat. And, and like, you basically spread it all across the table. And, oh, let's get something from here. Let's get, like, ah. Oh. It's. I want to go back. I want to do that again. Literally, that was the best part. Like, <laughs> like screw legacy. I just want to like eat all those, those, that food like, again. Yeah, yeah. I'll get for twelve hours. Let's get right to dinner. <laughs> Honestly, that was that was so cool. That was so so cool. And I didn't even expect it to be open. Like, in, you know, in Germany, like everything like closes at like ten or something. And like it was like midnight, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah we're gonna go there." Like, there's forty people like having the feast of our life. There's so no problem. Easy. <laughs> Oh, but I, uh, do, you, do you guys remember that uh, it was so, you guys, uh, you, you guys were impressed about the light difference between uh, Germany and Spain? Because we yeah. were so, so much on the West, right? Yeah, yeah, you were basically like on the very edge on the time zone compared to like Germany, which is like all the way <laughs> well, to the East. Well, as you said, on the wrong time zone, right? <laughs> yeah, te technically, like, I mean, I, I hate this when, when people talk about like, uh, uh, in Europe we call it summertime or like, I guess some people call it like daylight saving time and and, uh, and and there's like this whole discussion always about, oh, should we permanently switch to this or permanently switch to that? And I'm very much of the, the opinion that at least for Germany and I guess then all of like Central European uh, time zone, we should stay on what we call summertime and yes i know then there's always these people on reddit who are like oh but the sun is supposed to be like in zenith at at noon and that's how it's supposed to be and if you permanently switch to summertime then the sun is gonna be slightly on like not even up there like i don't fucking care i just love when it's like you know summer and the sun doesn't go until 9 10 in the evening that's just like so much more chill than when it goes down at like four or five yeah, and like that's why like Spain especially, but Galicia even more so. I just love that you guys like have these late late evenings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Like I have very strong opinions about time zones. And... It's uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, it's something you notice because it, when, uh, for example, I told you when uh, when I was if I was checking my Instagram of uh, for some friends from Barcelona or from uh, the islands maybe from Menorca, you can you can see on the uh, like okay so here we still we're, we're still having the sunset and there is super dark already mm -hmm. you're living the best life seriously <laughs> like we should, we should talk to to portugal like portugal needs to switch back to central european um time uh, instead of like being like on, on london time even though technically it's correct uh like i i choose um quality of life over being correct God, that's not such a pretentious thing to say, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I choose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and speaking like of quality of life, Kai, remember when we were like outside at, oh, no, oh was it, was it that, Sunday? I think there must have been like the last day, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and that was uh, David, uh, David Fafrod? Fafrod? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't know like how to pronounce like the French way or the Spanish way. David was amazing. <laughs> like David is, is a photographer. Like he even he, he brought like a very very special kind of photography book um, for Kai and me as a gift that you actually read uh, the descriptions through the page. It's actually super hard to explain. I'm not even gonna try to try to explain. It was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took us to the beach. Like Kai and I we were standing out outside. The sun was still not going down. It was already like quite late. I, I would guess like I don't know 9 p.m. or something and kai was like actually we are not that far from the beach and david was like no we're not that far from the beach and then he literally he, he got in his car and we drove to the beach and then yeah. we hung out at the beach for like one and a half hours or something that was so nice of him Dude, yeah. that was like that was probably like the best thing that um 
uh, you guys could have done for, for us casters, I think, after such a long weekend. Because um, all we did for, I think, one or maybe like two hours was just standing there, looking at, looking at the waves. We didn't speak a single word, it, I feel. Like, I, we, we talked a little bit, but it was mostly silence. And just, just uh, you know, just uh, looking at the sunset, it was, uh, it was really chill. And it was definitely, definitely like what I needed um, after three days. Of Very much, yeah. Talk, talking about Orkish Ballmasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? He's got the second Darkish Bowmasters. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Like that, that whole scenery. And I, I finally um, found somebody to take good pictures of because nobody ever wants to have their pictures taken because everybody's like, eh. but Kai is like a really good picture model or something. Oh, right. no, dude. I, I, I like, yeah, like you just told me to s just stand there. Okay. Yeah, but you have style. But you have style. Like I love that picture like where you just like stand there and look out uh, onto dude, the, the ocean. Nah, no style. I, I was just tired, but <laughs> <laughs> don't confuse style uh, style for laziness. But I was I was tired, tired and happy, tired and happy. Let's <laughs> Very much so. Way. Yeah, yeah. Amazing beach, amazing beach. No, um, I think I could go on about, well. Yeah, it's not a life-changing event, but very much so for me felt like, hey, going back to the beach in Europe for, I think it was the first time actually I'm on the Atlantic Ocean even, and having such a good time. So I'd yeah. love to go back. The food was amazing. Like, uh, is there anything you want to improve in Ego actually to, to to ask from the other side of things? Is there anything you were unhappy about that, that you want to improve on for the next one? Not, not really. I think the... I think the uh, job you did, you guys did, was amazing. Like amazing. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Like uh, you made I mean, it easy for us. I, I I I couldn't ask for anything else, right? You 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 guys. So you guys are doing this without uh, getting paid, which is awesome. Because um, as but, you, uh, you you covered the flight and the stay. Of course, like, of course. But uh, what I mean is, your we value your 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 work a lot. Mm -hmm. But because of how the organization is built, we uh, we are we don't we don't pay for 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 stuff for this kind of stuff. What? Well, because uh, all of us we are working for free, quote unquote, right? We go yeah. over there for all the weekend and we pull uh, all the work together. But what you guys did was amazing. You 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 gave us so much uh, shout outs on social media. You made amazing work. You, I, I was feeling so so good that you guys came and. I am so happy that your feedback is this positive, honestly. Very much so, seriously. Okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can only keep repeating. I love Spain. And I finally saw like a like a more, I guess, rural side of Spain that I've never really been exposed to. And I was actually surprised by how cool Coruña was. And I kind of regret that I actually didn't get to, to see Vigo. Because he told me, like, when, when I went on my train to, to Portugal, you were like, hey, dude, you should stop in Vigo. And actually, I had to change trains there. And I was like, "Oh, this city actually looks quite interesting." I should yeah, have, like, trusted you have me. Enjoyed. I mean, next time, next year, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, very much. Oh yeah, I also also gotta mention, like, um, I also on on the very last day, I am we made this pact, right? Like, like, um, David gave me um this, uh, this bottle of liquor, um, about like 40 percent, like real, real, really strong stuff. And it's like, <laughs> guy, guy, look, I. I appreciate it. I really want to take it home, but I I can only um I have I've own my, my hand carriage, right? So I can't I can't put any liquid in here. But we make a deal. Like we, we I think we opened the bottle at Burger King the last night because it was it was so late that even like even even like the the, the, the nice places but they were all closed. Like there was yeah, it was only like Burger one, King. One a.m. or maybe two. It was even. insanely late yeah. the last time because yeah. you guys I was like you had to clean up the hall and everything, right? Yeah, the last day is the hard is the toughest part because we have to get everything, uh, I don't know, together and 
because yeah. all, all the all the stuff like for example the computers the screens are from people uh, from the organization who who led the stuff so mm -hmm. even can happen so people can have to take their stuff home <laughs> right yeah basically yeah, and then we ended up um, being at burger king at 1 a.m and we, we we started opening this bottle and and uh had had some sips you know but we couldn't empty the whole bottle so we made a little pact of uh, I gotta go back next year to finish the bottle. That's the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I think I even signed the bottle. So uh, there's. Yes. I think we all signed the bottle. I'm not sure. Oh no, we we the I think play we, mat. I think the playmat. Yeah. yeah. And we actually we're gonna give out that playmat. So everybody who's been listening all the way up until now, for all of our patreons, we're actually gonna do a raffle. You can win the Impact Returns playmat. Yeah. And Inigo, actually tell us something about the playmat because I love it. I, I love that you. You commissioned the artwork, right? Because the what we see on the playmat, and I guess we we, we posted online somewhere, that's actually a real scenery, which sound looks quite surreal to me. It's like caves, but not really caves on the beach in, in yeah, the Coruña. In Spanish, is a playa de las catedrales. In English, would be the beach of cathedrals. cathedrals. Yeah. So it's because of these arcs that are created with rock. So that that part of the playmat is actually real, and then the J's and the magic portal, of course, are they're not. <laughs> oh, they're not. <laughs> no, ah. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. What? I'm sorry. J's is not real. What? What? <laughs> the tourist agency like of, of Galicia is like, ah, dude, seriously, you didn't have to say that. People were gonna come. They would think yeah. there's a portal to Phyrexia or they something. They came for the J's. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm a total sucker for any kind of like magic artwork that has its roots like in real world scenery, like whether it's like the Eurolands or like the, the Asia Apex lands and what, what, what have you. And that's a very special kind of playmat. And we are, yeah, we're going to give it out in a raffle. I, I actually have to see how we're going to go about that. But we are going to announce the winner on the next episode when once Callum is back. So if you want to take part, uh, just hit us up on any tier and you're going to go into the raffle. Nice. Inigo, are you? No, 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 you, you're not eligible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the winner is Kai. Hey, Kai, thank you very much. You got your second payment here. Thank you. <laughs> Kai has the Kai tier. <laughs> yeah, the secret Kai tier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, we, we totally skipped over my modern. Uh, uh, I was almost going to call it a performance. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> oh, let, yeah, let, let, how, how did it go? Like, you, did, like you picked up a, um, the, a deck for the very first time and did pretty well, I would say. I started out really well. Um, Inigo told me that I really need to play Modern on, on Sunday. I was initially <laughs> just going to stick around, maybe challenge Kai, maybe play some retro games. But, you know, I've always wanted to play Yagmoth. I've seen it on stream on energy like so many times and I'm always so impressed by the people playing Yagmoth. And I think I also like once played against Yagmoth at four season and I got utterly crushed because I had no idea what I was doing. So... Yakmoth always had that aura for me of like, oh my god, super hard to master but also very rewarding. Uh, not like a deck that's super hard to master, but not rewarding at all. It's just for the sake of it. That's just like stupid. That's vanity. And yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? Just like, don't say no. Uh, don't, like if, if Inigo offers you the option to play the deck, even though you feel like almost intimidated by the deck and you don't know how it works, just say yes and see where it goes. And <laughs> it then was so funny because, <laughs> yeah, it was like, 20 minutes for the tournament to start and Julian was scrolling through a Moxfield article on how to combo with Jagmoth in three yeah. easy steps. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I, I was embarrassed to say the first time I commentated on the deck on energy, I didn't know that there was a combo in it. I just thought like, okay, young wolf, strangle root guys. Yeah, okay. You Just like you keep attacking. Okay, I guess that makes sense. And yeah, I, I later learned that there's a combo in there, but I never properly learned how to execute the combos. 
<laughs> I was on my phone right before the tournament, like scrolling through Moxfeed. Okay, so this is combo number one, and there's like seven different combos. And what what I actually didn't know, like you handed me the uh, the deck like ten minutes before the tournament. I open the deck box and it's all Japanese, and I'm like, oh my oh god, my <laughs> good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now. I don't even know what my like. So, you know, sometimes people would would ask for the the oracle text, and the judge would be like, what's the card call? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> And then they had that app where they like took a picture and then it, the Orchidics came up. It was actually quite embarrassing. It happened many times for... Yeah, see, I don't even know the name. <laughs> I still don't know. The, the two mana snake lady that makes snake tokens. Oh, Hapatra. Uh, what, what you said, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I looked up the basic combos and I think the night before you even sent me the, the combo guides and I, I looked it up in my hotel room and on the way to the venue and I opened the file and I'm like, oh step 12 there's a 12 step combo like oh no oh no this is not even close like then there was like a second and a third and a fourth page and that whole combo i kid you not has 48 steps and i literally closed the pdf file and was like nope not nope. gonna do the combo this <laughs> <Not> turn. today <laughs> <laughs> that combo is for another day there was that was the combo with like two endurances that allows you to cut blood artists or, or like the other thing you can play in that place and we, we interviewed somebody on Energy about that, and he also mentioned that like the night before, he was like trying to to remember the combo for four hours, and it so much reminded me of like when you know chess grandmasters they like learn opening lines and stuff. Like I, I'm supposed to learn this like 48 step combo just so I can cut blood artists from my deck. <laughs> yeah. This is the build orders from Starcraft all over again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like nine <laughs> pile and ten gate. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I actually ended up going 4-2-2. Two, and two. I think I started out 3-0-1. Yeah. You guys even made the mistake of putting me on the feature yeah. match table. But there was only a backup feature match, but you can still watch it on, on YouTube. I actually it's watched on YouTube, it yeah. You even yeah. played against... You've even played the mirror once, right? Oh, dude, yeah, against the guy who actually knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the feature match was against Murfolk, which is supposed to be like a really good matchup, but I drew. And then I also drew against the guy uh, in the mirror who also really knew what he was doing. Uh, well except for me but yeah I, I won four matches drew two which is so insane because like two unintentional draws i want to say over the last almost i want to say over the last eight years in sanctioned magic i think i have two unintentional draws maybe three but now i have two in a single tournament and part of it was that i had no idea what i was doing my opponents didn't know what i was doing we had to get oracle text and you're like <laughs> you know when it takes like two minutes to get the oracle text or three or sometimes even four like you, you using like, the japanese cards <laughs> yeah you get like two minutes extra time but oftentimes i didn't even bother to ask for extra time and like i remember blood artist there was one game where we literally called a judge for oracle text three times on blood artist I think one of the times was like whether it's like life loss, uh, like whether targets, which creature type, I don't remember. It's just like my opponent literally called it three times. <laughs> the judge was probably like getting really tired. Should have just le left his phone there. But overall, I loved the deck. I loved the deck so, so much, even though I horribly mishandled it. I, I, you know, when you got a deck in your hand, you can feel the potential and you know that you can't unlock the potential yet, but eventually maybe you can come closer to it. That's very rewarding. Yeah. Also, like it has some some similar playing patterns to um to maybe your legacy deck, right, Painter, where you have like a combo plan, but also a, a secondary like plan, like beat down plan B plan. Yeah, the beatdown plan worked really well. <laughs> beatdown plan <laughs> worked. Really, it especially works really well when your opponent has to. You know that. Okay, here's the beauty of it. But in these decks, whether it's like Painter, Elves, Infect, whatever, like if your opponents have to play overly conservative to respect the combo plan, then the beatdown plan works even better. 
the beauty here was that I didn't know how the combo plan actually worked most of the times. But your but opponents my, did. Yeah, my opponents didn't. They respected <laughs> it. So I just kept turning Young Wolf sideways all the time. And they're just like, ah, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually you just like sacrifice everything to Yagma. Actually, that's how I lost so many games that I apparently should have won. I was told later. Like when I had that engine, like the only combo I really learned was like, I think if you have Yagmoth and like two uh, undying creatures and one of them has a token, you you literally look at your opponent and you switch, like you look them dead in the eye and you switch the dice over from one creature to another and you just like keep drawing cards. And that's that's just like for a legacy player, that's addicting. But yeah, I, I would sometimes literally die with like, I don't know, 15 cards <laughs> in my hand because I yeah, couldn't find Yeah, every iteration <laughs> costs you one life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex except for when you have the, the innkeeper, right? Or the blood artist or Sula board cutthroat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, also, like the in the innkeeper actually makes a treasure token, right? Which is so much better than the food token I was making for the first half of the <laughs> tournament. <laughs> 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 oh, dude. Yeah, I, I had an absolute blast. Seriously, I had an absolute blast. And looking back, it was actually kind of hilarious playing this deck in all, like, Japanese and having no idea what's going on. It was, I want to say, one of the most challenging things I yeah. ever did in Magic. And yeah. it felt pretty cool. And also, like, probably, like, your, your opponents, they, they, like, the moment they sit down to someone who has a completely full Japanese foil version of that deck, they're like, he's probably going to be really good at the deck, right? Oh, and yeah. then you play it for the very first time, which they didn't know. So they so they probably... I. I I would probably assume that they try to next level you maybe because they thought that you're a super pro of the deck, but you were not, and then they, they, they kind of next level themselves, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, mind games over mind games. Yeah, Yeah, and you, you just sit there, and you're like, I'm just a stupid monkey. I turn yeah, creatures sideways easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I they, they, they would eventually learn at some point when they, I don't know, ask whether this creature does this, and I'm like, I actually, I don't even know what the creature is called. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was great. So thank you so much for giving me the deck. I, I want to try it out even more in the future. Um, maybe even at the next Modern at Impact Returns. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> My deck will be available if you want it. Yeah. Oh, 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 dude, you still get you, you need to clone yourself. Seriously, I want to see you playing. <laughs> I are you going to be playing at too. Four Seasons? <laughs> or are you going to be like only doing coverage at Four Seasons? Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. Oh, you're still figuring it out? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I want to see you playing, but also I can only ever emphasize how much of a great job you're doing. And I know it's always awkward when some people give you like credit for stuff and like, what am I supposed to say? At least that's what it feels for me. But I had no idea how dedicated you were to like promoting this event. That's why I keep going back and keep going on about this because I have never seen a single person who was so dedicated to promoting, like not even like magic in Spain, but in this case, yes, very much legacy in Spain. And that was... But I think it's because um, I... I if I was a player from another country and I would, I didn't know about this event, I would like to know. That's why I try so hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that's also like, yeah, I guess that's the same motivation for us, right? We, we try to highlight so many legacy communities, tournaments, events, structures that are going on around the world. Like Kai told us so much about how legacy works in Japan. We had James Shu on a couple of years ago who told us about how legacy works in China. We talk with you about legacy in Spain now. Uh, we, we highlight like four seasons uh, a lot of times. So what are we missing? Like what, what's the most interesting, biggest legacy country that like when you're from like Europe or, or let's say the, the quote unquote global West, that you don't know anything about. Like, we haven't really talked too much about... I guess Dukes told us about magic in Australia. Huh. Yeah. Guys, if, if you're, like, on Twitter, let us know on at EternalMTG, which country do you want us to find uh, our very own version of Inigo from and to learn more about? Because I, now I'm actually curious. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, guys, is is there anything else you want to touch on? I think we are about to call it a day here. Yeah, I I, I think if we can, like, wrap this all up, it's it's basically Impact Returns, insane event. The the only small upside uh, downside is you know um to to get there, but you guys are smart. Uh, you can you can figure it out. Otherwise, like you know, the, um, it is a must go event. Like I would probably go there every time. Um, unless there's I don't know like a funeral or something. But <laughs> I know Hokai comes up with the most God. random shit. <laughs> 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 okay, unless I don't know Japan like I don't yeah. know reintroduces military yeah. service and I get drafted. Like yeah, okay, Kai, sure. Yeah, no, un- unless there's <laughs> unless there's my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I'm sorry, I cannot come over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send somebody who has to play in my. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have like a stream where like we're gonna stream Kai's funeral to the event. Like okay, that, that's another thing. Like you, okay, he, dude, seriously. When, when I keep saying that this is the most professional setup I've ever seen, I mean it. You guys even streamed the feature match to another screen far away so people could watch the feature match on that screen. Like, people do that at the Pro Tour or sometimes at a GP, but that's the only place I've ever seen that. I guess we, tr- we try so hard. <laughs> you try so hard, and I really hope that you're going to get rewarded even more. We're going to do our part to get as many international players to this. So if you have any questions uh, about... I don't know, getting there, playing there. Uh, also, like, what to do afterwards, because I very much re- recommend this as basically a legacy holiday thing. For example, for me, I took a train from uh, from A Coruña to Vigo, and there I changed on a train to Porto, and Porto was amazing. Holy shit, I need to go back to Porto. And from Porto, of course, you can easily take a train to, to Lisbon, and that was another, like, seriously. Like, that whole part of Europe, that's... I always say like uh, that there's certain countries where I feel very much at home and like Portugal and like Northwest Spain. Holy shit. Yes, that's me. I, I need to learn better Spanish. You, you need to accept me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, Inigo, where can people find you if they have questions? So you can find me on Twitter and at, uh, at VLLMR, which is my surname without vowels. And very on my online, just uh, Runkor. <laughs> Oh, that's actually a really um, unique nickname, right? You're, you're so proud of, like, literally nobody else uses that. <laughs> Please don't don't continue from that. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I like I, I, I appreciate it when people have cool nicknames. You know, when yeah. they're not like Headshot Killer 2K Gangster Rapper in your face <laughs> or something like I don't know, like all these nicknames that we had like in the late late nineties and like Quake and Counter Strike, just like rune <laughs> cards. Cool, cool. So yeah, people can find you there. And if you want to find Kai, I'm, you... Sorry, I want, yes, uh, Impact's return social social um, media or whatever. So it would be Impact Returns 1 at Twitter and Impact Returns in YouTube and Instagram. Sorry. Awesome. awesome. And it's very much worth a follow. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Kai, actually, let, let's do that um, with Callum next turn. Remember when we did that legacy quiz on stream? Oh, yeah, we did, dude. I It, oh. was, it was like one of the hardest quiz I've, I've had in my, in my whole life. It's, can can we actually so... get that clipped and upload it to YouTube? Yes. Seriously, yeah, yes, we, yes, we, should, we should do that. That was so good. Man, we should do this more often. Like, this is like, it was like... It was a lot of prep about, work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of prep work probably, yeah. But, you know, it, it is like, if you love legacy and if you love legacy history, that quiz is 100% for you. And I will bet that probably 89%, 90% of all the legacy players cannot solve that quiz because it was yeah. so hard. You know, if Callum hasn't seen it, I think we, we might actually try it with him um, next time on stream. Oh, yeah, uh, we should. On, on, on the podcast recording. We seriously should. <laughs> Callum, if you haven't seen it yet, don't look it up. Don't cheat. 
Cool. I'll take down the vods. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely do the watch of um, the you know the cards and legacy top eights, and I guess the most played legacy creatures in all ac across all legacy GP top eights. Oh, and yeah, also shoutouts to the um, 341 million people living in Spain, according to Kai. Sorry, Kai, I cannot let it go. Oh, dude, holy, holy smokes! <laughs> 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 yeah, guys, this is it from Everyday Eternal today. Follow us on at EternalMTG. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Support us on patreon.com slash everyday channel. And we love you all. We love you all. We hope to see you in Spain. We hope to see, hope to see you at Four Seasons at any tournament, maybe this weekend, etc. And big shout outs to everybody supporting us, especially our Eternal Witness tier supporters, Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cooper, Cassandra Davis, Tom Zischka, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber. And our Grizzlebrand tier supporters, Budgie Butts, Scott Monroe, Tom Hepp, Kane, Ian Seyfried, and Colonoscopy. Thank you so much, and see you again next time. Hasta la próxima. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.